Your website is the front door to your church. Nearly everybody that ever comes to your church will have been on your website before they visit for the first time, and some people that have been on your website won't visit for the first time. In this conversation today, we're gonna to unpack seven tips to help your church get more visitors and visits from your church website. We hope this conversation helps you reach more people and grow. You're listening to the Reach Right Podcast, the show dedicated to helping pastors and church leaders reach people the right way. Hosted by me, Thomas Costello, and with me as always is my co-host, Ian Hyatt. We're here to help your church see more visitors and grow. Hey guys, welcome to the Reach Right Podcast. I'm your host, Thomas Costello, and with me, as always, is my co-host... Ian Hyatt. What's up, Thomas? Hey, not much, man. We got a good topic today, seven church website tips to help you boost the number of visits you see and grow. Uh, so yeah. I think it should be a good conversation for our audience. You and I, we eat, breathe, and sleep this. We've been doing yeah. church websites since, uh, gosh, I don't want to date ourselves, but 2006, 2007, yeah. we've been helping churches with websites. Yeah. Uh, so nearly it's so crazy to think a lot has changed <laughs> yeah we've been doing it in in three different decades let's put it that way we've been doing uh in the aughts the teens and then now in the 2020s we've been doing church mm -hmm. websites so yes a lot has changed some things remain the same i don't know i think most of the things we're going to talk about today have been kind of constants but we've have new emphasis yeah. on this kind of stuff I right think. so uh, but again, the reason for this conversation is that this is the first impression that nearly everybody yeah. will have of your church. They yeah. will be on your website before they walk in the doors for the first time. Andy Stanley, mm -hmm. uh, he has this uh, this thing that they use uh, at their church that they they talk about the the foyer, the living room, and then the yep. kitchen, and like yep. you got, get people deeper into your your house. That's where yep. the closest relationship happens. So when yep. you welcome people in the foyer, it's casual and friendly and anybody yeah. comes there. The living room is kind of closer friends, but people that stand around in your kitchen and talk about life and challenges, yeah. that's the deepest level. Yep. I would say that the website is the foyer. The website mm -hmm. is now the place where you have those casual relationships. People get to know you a little bit. They listen to you online. So uh, if you don't have this, you have no front door to your church anymore. Yeah. Uh, and so obviously people know this. People know that you have to have a website if you have a church. There's yeah. still a few stragglers out there that say things yeah. like, I just have a Facebook page or yeah. I use Instagram. That's that's all good, but it doesn't replace yeah. a website for your church. So right. I, I imagine ever, our audience probably knows they need a website already. The question is like, what do I do to make it more effective? And we want to try and tackle seven tips today that would help churches and leaders uh, that we'd help us to, to make our websites more effective that way. Yeah. So um, sound good? That sounds awesome. Awesome. I'll, I'll to kick it off is the first step, and this might seem strange to put first, but this is we've learned this is really important, is you have to optimize your website for speed. Yeah. Um, your website needs to be speed optimized. So uh, a little kind of how the how the cheese is made, a little insight uh, into what we're doing here at ReachRight is we have invested heavily into optimizing our website to be faster. Uh, and that's been like our primary focus of the last three or four months yeah. is that we have people that are devoted like 20 hours a week just to speed optimize 
optimization and uh, really working hard on getting our website to load faster. And mm -hmm. uh, there's lots of reasons for that. Um, you know, you could say things like it's a better experience for users, which is true if it loads. Yeah. And, yeah. and I'm talking about my, what seems like minutia here, right? Like, so yeah. it's the difference between something loading in 0.3 seconds and 0.1 second. Like this is yeah. the kind of stuff that we're working on. And the reason for this is because Google has told us, and not by us, I mean the world, they've told everybody, yeah, yeah, yeah. that they value in their ranking factors, they value speed very highly. Yeah. Uh, and this is especially important for mobile browsing, which is up to about 70% of all browsing mm. is now on mobile devices. So Google says speed is important on mobile devices. 70% of your traffic is from mobile devices. It really makes sense. If you want to be found, you want Google to show your content, yeah. it makes sense that you optimize for speed. Uh, yeah. So now here we have an organization where we see I think my last count, like 60 to 70,000 visits a month. Uh, yeah. So we have a lot of traffic on our website here. Uh, so for us, it really makes sense to invest in this. But even for a church, let's say you have a, a couple of thousand people visiting your site every month. Well, if you want your content to be found, speed is of the utmost importance yeah. to get that right there. So what do you have yeah. to add to that, Ian? Not much. I mean, I, I talk to churches, of course, day in and day out about how important that is. And I, and I don't think it's something that a lot of pastors and ministry leaders or people are focused on enough. Um, and that's what, it, you know, we emphasize with having quality hosting, too. I'll just add that in. A lot of yeah. that has to do with quality hosting and not playing it too cheap um, right. when it comes to that. Um, so it's not just you know, uh, about, you know, your site being up and running, it needs to be up and running quickly. So, uh, yeah, let and, me, let me, yeah. let me chime in, I guess with that, I guess a little thing, you're dead right about quality hosting because not all yeah. hosts are the same. No. Um, there are ones that are much, much worse than others. I would recommend, we don't have any sponsorship or anything for yeah, yeah. any hosts or anything, but I would highly recommend Cloudflare. Um, that's mm -hmm. a system you can use to handle. I don't want to get too technical in this conversation either, but basically, uh, it handles taking someone putting in your URL, so mychurch.com, it handles how quickly it starts serving up your content. Uh, yeah. That's what Cloudflare does. It kind of reduces that. So we use that. Um, we pay a little bit of money for it, but there's all kinds of free ones that will save you buckets of time. Uh, I will say this too. I am seeing, and we have participated in this, a trend away from lots and lots of giant images in some cases when you have good content. Yeah. So for us, for instance, we write uh, blog posts that are 2,000 words of really high quality content. We have really great writers on our reach right team here. Uh, yep. And I will say that we actually, um, we have moved away from having lots and lots of uh, needless images on there. You need some imagery. Yeah. Imagery is still important. Great photography. But I guess what I'm saying is I would rather have one or two highly optimized great images than trying to stuff in nine images on every right. single page of our site there. So just kind of a trend that we're seeing. And I think you'll see that if you take a look at the landscape of churches and just websites out there in general. Yeah, no, that's good. That's good. Well, the next one I'm excited about, I'll cover here, which is clarify your intended audience and purpose. What is the purpose of your website? Well, you just hit the nail on the head. Number one, we believe we believe immensely it should be focused on helping you convert someone into a first-time visitor. So it yes. needs to be focused on who you are trying to reach. Um, and um, it's funny, I, you know, I, I would think so many churches would just know that by now. I just spoke with a 
very large, uh, successful church today that uh, mm-hmm. that is growing and and they're doing a great job of ministry. And even now in 2023, their website was just more internal. It was totally focused on, uh, and they said it, put it to me plainly. They just said, we have a lot of baby boomers and this is what they want on the website. This is, and it is, it is mm. directed towards them. And, uh, we really got to dig in deep and help them kind of see the light that, Hey, that needs to, not that we're leaving, uh, boomers in the dust and, and they should be able to utilize the site, but it should be more about who you're trying to reach and not who you have. Um, and, but it also takes some thinking about who are you trying to reach, you know, in your community, mm-hmm. um, demographics, where are you located? Um, you know, who, who's missing in your church that you want to go after. So there's a lot of thought that goes into this, but I think that the thing that, uh, we want to make clear is just that it, number one needs to be focused on the person who has not yet come to your church. Yeah. It absolutely does. Yeah, I think yeah. that's a, it's it is shocking to me to hear that there are still yeah. people that don't quite get that. And I, I, I think here's the way I think about it. Like, cause we do want something that is useful for our members. Obviously, yeah. it's not that we're doing it to the detriment of our members. Right. But I have found that when when members see a site that is outward focused, that talks about the life change that happens in people when they start coming to this church, and and kind of tells those stories and engages with the unchurched. I think that that really gets exciting for members. You know, that's something yeah. that, again, I'm not saying, you know, delete all your forms to sign up for camp and that kind of stuff. You can still have all those things, yeah. but that can't be your main image on your homepage is, hey, camp sign up. If it's only targeting, you know, like 3% of your church that are eligible to go to junior high camp, like yeah. that's not a good thing to be the main image on your website. Instead, you need something that is much more broad in its appeal yeah. and is something that really anybody can engage with. So, I think you're dead right. To your point about how you do this kind of stuff, I think it is through the photography, the imagery, the videos that you use. People yep. will always find an affinity and an attraction towards people that they can relate to or they feel, yep. you know, I could be friends with a person like that, or they seem just like other people right. that are in my community already. So yeah. you want to make sure you're kind of telling those stories with the photography and those things that you choose for the site, which brings us to That's, our next one. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, you're getting onto, it's good. Good. Number three is make your website visually appealing. So yeah. it kind of runs, you may feel this is in contrast to what I said in number one, which is where I said you can move away from having nine or 15 images or having right. sliders of people, that kind of stuff. I, I'm not against that. Certainly on the homepage, I think that's important. Um, you want to yeah. have lots of imagery on there. Now, we never recommend having a slider of like events. Right. That's again, that's another one of those internal, external things, right? Yep. Yep. Here, here's a sad reality is that People that aren't a part of your church don't really care about your church events. They, yeah, they, yeah. they don't really care. I mean, you may want them to come to your church events, but yeah. that is not something that they really care about. Now, yeah. a slider or a video background or those kinds of things of people caught in the act doing the values of your ministry, that yeah. is something that people that aren't a part of your church yet really care about. They yeah. want to see people that look like them that they can relate to. So um, this, this obviously should go without saying, but your website is a reflection of the quality of the ministry that takes place at your church. Yeah. And so you need to make it something that's visually appealing. The same way it would be embarrassing to have weeds growing right in your entryway and uh, 
trash yeah. all over the place, you ought to pick right. that up if that's there. The yeah. same thing goes for your website. If it's ugly and doesn't make a good first impression, people are going to say, nah, what else is there available for me in my community before they ever show up there? So yeah, yeah. obviously make it appealing. The way you do that is with graphics and video in most cases. But I will yeah. also say that like choosing the right fonts, choosing yep. your color palette wisely and not just being willy-nilly with those kinds of things, but actually staying on brand, all of those things kind of really build into making it visually appealing. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, you covered it a lot. I was about to mention some of the branding and the graphics. And you and I, again, we mentioned at the beginning of this, uh, we uh, dated ourselves a bit. You know, this is hashtag, this is 40s. Uh, but basically, when we first saw, uh, I, I would say back in 2007, between then and 2010, and a little bit later, websites were like too visually appealing, meaning it was a it <laughs> yeah, was flash, <laughs> flash, pastors walking out onto the screen and golden pillars and all sorts of intros and all of that. And, and, and there was a time where it was all about the visual appear, uh, appeal and the flash and the wowing of people when they come to your website. And we've since then, you know, have transitioned to more of a strategic approach, a little more, uh, you know, authentic approach, I would say. And so, but because we've seen these shifts and these trends, it's still, it's good to come back. You never want an ugly website. So it's still, mm. you still want it to be visually appealing. It's just a little different now. So I'm glad you mentioned the photos, the videos and all of that. So yeah, yeah. that's exactly it. So good. Next one is invest in, in church website security. Um, kind of sounds a little, I guess, huh? But it, but I think what this boils down to Thomas, and you'll, you'll clarify and correct me if I'm wrong. It's just that we mentioned quality hosting at the beginning. We mentioned that, um, you know, we, and of course, get online giving is so prevalent now. Um, I, I know my church, no exaggeration, uh, 90% of our giving is online. Uh, so wow. we, uh, we, we mentioned that on Sundays cause it's, it, that is where we have come to a place. Not every church is there. We did see since the pandemic that over half of all giving in, uh, America, uh, with churches was, uh, online. So over we've mm -hmm. gone to pass the halfway point. So we're not just talking about that, but because there's online giving, because of uh, the need for uh, SEO and your site to rank well and to be load fast, like we talk about, you want to make sure it's secure. Um, mm -hmm. You know, and there's and also Google um, will flag uh, a church website if they see that it's not so secure or the SSL certificate is. Yeah. is uh is out of date so there's a lot of things it's still very important i think it can be overlooked right yeah oh it's overlooked all the time i see websites yeah. <laughs> all the time that i get on to um you know it's getting to a place where it any quality host now should offer like really as part of their package an yeah. ssl certificate and so just to not get too technical on this yeah you know how when you get on a website, you'll have like that little lock on the top left, yep. um, like in your browser. I'm thinking about it in Chrome. I think it does the same thing in yeah. Safari or in yeah. Microsoft Edge, but there's like a little lock uh, picture. That's their way of saying that this is a secure website, that it's proven yeah. by uh, by the browser standards and Google standards that this is secure. And that yeah. means that if you put your information into a form on this site, you can trust that it's only going to this one place and it doesn't, people can't from the outside Side, take that information and uh, take it from them or like it's 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 basically encrypted so they cannot grab that yeah. so 
I care about that. That's something that I care about. I yeah. care just as much about the fact that, like you were saying, Google says that if you don't do this, we won't show your results anymore. We'll yeah. basically, it's as if you don't exist <laughs> if yeah. you don't have a yeah. secure website now. So um, if you see that little red lock and it looks unlocked, that means that you're not. Um, if you see in your address where it says HTTP, it should have HTTPS. Uh, bef uh, at the very front of that there. Yeah. So that's basically some of the indicators of that. But uh, the remedy to this is just you need to go through. There are some steps to make it happen, but any quality website provider, we certainly do, but any quality yeah. website provider out there should be able to help you navigate that and get you a secure website that can handle people registering on forms or giving online, mm -hmm. doing those kinds of things. So if yeah. that isn't the case for you right now, pay special attention to that. There you go. Good. Okay. Uh, number six is, and this should be, I'm sorry, we're on number five, right? Yep. Yeah, so we we're on number five. five. Yeah, yeah. You got number six. I got five. Yeah, that's Number right. five is focus on, on search engine optimization. Yeah. Um, this is low-hanging fruit for churches, if I'm being really honest. There's lots and lots of opportunity to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ if you take search engine optimization seriously. Now, I will say this. Um, Search engine optimization, when people think about what search optimization is, people think that it is a hyper-technical coding yeah. thing that you need to do on your website that uh, somehow takes what you've already done and makes it show up to everybody. And yeah. often we think that if I do SEO, then my homepage for First Baptist Church of... Uh, Waxahachie or something like that, that that would wind up showing up at the top if I just do SEO right. If when someone yeah. searches for, is Jesus real, then my church website will show up. No, that's not how it works. Yeah. Searches, uh, search uh, engine optimization has become so sophisticated now that really what it comes down to is it, you do need to focus on it for your homepage. Primarily yeah. what you want your homepage to rank for is people putting in the name of your church. So real life church Austin or whatever it would yeah. be. These might be real churches. I'm sure they are. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> there, there's, um, if someone puts that in, you want to rank when someone searches for that. And then also when people, you want your homepage or other pages to rank for people when they, they search for churches in and then your city or churches right. near me. And so that's more what we would call local SEO. Yeah. Uh, so ramp, ranking in that map pack when someone first gets onto Google there yeah. and puts in a search like that, like churches near me or churches in some place. That's how you would rank in those things there. What it isn't though is try as you might, it will be basically impossible for you to rank for other spiritual keywords like um, is tithing biblical. There's right. no reason why your homepage should rank for that because when someone gets onto your homepage, that's not the best answer to that user question there. Yeah. So really search engine optimization is about getting your homepage to rank again for your name of your church and your city when people are looking for churches in your area and then your content pages. So think like your sermon pages, your blog pages, those are there to rank for some of those more appropriate spiritual question key terms. Should yeah. I tithe? Um, what happens? Uh, how often should I pray? Or people that yeah. ask these kinds of questions, you can make great content around that that actually gets to rank for those things. But don't ever think that your church will rank for those kinds of terms. Yeah, no, that's good. That's good. Well, this next one I'll grab 
Which I think, you know, we should have mentioned this. Maybe we were just saying before the podcast, man, this one maybe we should have had at the very beginning right up there. Uh, that's create engaging content. Um, the saying in the web world that still holds true, that it goes way back, is that content is king. All right. So mm-hmm. and this is uh, uh, another way to think of this is information on your website. But it is not just text. It is it is photos. It's video. Um, and, and it is still text. But uh, when we say engaging content, I think a lot of you know, folks, when they when they're going into developing a website, uh, there's all the 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 usual stuff that comes to mind first. Of course, you got to have service times. You're gonna have you know you're gonna have your mission and vision statement as a church. You're gonna have beliefs and all of that. And and I think what a lot of churches and and businesses alike fail to do is okay. Th- those are that is standard content we need. But what's really engaging? What is going to help? target uh, first-time visitors at a church or target someone to take that next step with your organization, and that is engaging content. There is content that we know people are looking for on websites, Mm. and there's content that we know that they're not looking for, and I think that is something you really want to think through and make sure you carry out. Yeah. Uh, I I wish I could make this um, like numbers one through six if I was writing a list of seven (laughs) tips yeah. Like it should all be one through six should all be create engaging content. Like that's, right. that's really how important this is. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, for it, like, so we, every website, you could break it into two parts if you wanted to. So there's like the brochure part, which yeah. is homepage, about page, ministries page, giving page, that kind of yeah. stuff that you normally have on a site. And then there are the, the fresh content sections, the yeah. new stuff that you're making, that you're making. So that's usually things like sermons, blog posts, events. Yeah. That's what yep. those things are, right? And so um, you are already doing, you're certainly already doing sermons, right? If you're, right. If you're pastoring a church, you, you preach sermons. So yeah. almost every church I talk to now is recording their sermons. Almost every church is doing it in video yeah. format right. you know, of differing qualities, but almost everybody's yeah. doing that already. Yep. So the the real the real secret sauce here like the way i think that you can reach more people is by really focusing and investing in making this content and really a lot mm. of times it's repurposing content that you're already making like yeah. You're already preaching a sermon. You might, yeah. Why not record it? Why not take that recording and also break it into some bite-sized chunks? Maybe a few parts that will be good on YouTube Shorts or on TikTok yeah. or that are ninety <clears throat> or yeah. that are thirty-eight seconds. And why not do nine-minute ones that will be good on YouTube and yeah. do some of those kinds of things? So um, I, I have been floored. What I've been learning, and I know this for our organization at Reach right here, we have four people on our staff that are dedicated to just content creation, right? Like, so yeah. that's, we're doing, and even like when I talk to some of the mega churches and really large churches out there, their content teams, when you include people that are like doing, doing the filming and writing social media posts and writing content and updating websites, yeah. like even for like mid-size, like, like a church of 2000, I would expect now for them to have two or three people that work full time in just creating content. I talked to a church just last week of 7,000 people. They have 19 people that are on their content team, 19 people that full time work on making content. I think that like if you're coming from the old way of doing church, like the way that we did church when I was in Bible college, when I started in ministry, this is like mind-blowing that you'd have this many people focused on what online ministry looks like. But I want to just get this out here is that 
Content is king. Your yeah. website rises and falls on content, but really everything online is that way. And yep. so much interaction takes place online right now. You need to be investing in content creation. Uh, and yeah. I maybe that's a, a word that really just doesn't resonate, but having people take the things you're already doing and delivering it out there to other platforms, whether it be yeah. social media or your website or YouTube or whatever it is, but that is something that's worth investment now. So I know I'm long-winded with that, but it's, no, it, is, I, it really, I, I, it should be like we said, six. This is so important. We'll have a whole uh, podcast dedicated to that very uh, item there next time, right? Or sometime yeah. down the road. But uh, uh, absolutely, Thomas. Well, last but not least, keep your website up to date, right? Is that you have that one? I stole it. I from do, you. but Sorry, you said it. Ahead. That's fine. Maintain your website. <laughs> keep it up to date. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This one, it kind of goes along with content, right? So it's right. Uh, yeah. if your website is not getting fresh content. Uh, it's, uh, you know, old events are the only things that are on your calendar. Yeah. You don't put new sermons on there. This is all back to content again. This is what yep. this is. But it is kind of about that bitter taste of the leave in people's mouth. Again, this is a, another um, another example of kind of the, the weeds growing in the front of your church there and yeah. uh, trash in front of your doorstep. If you, yeah. if you just kind of let things go and don't pay attention to it, you know, you're going to have a website that's not really helpful and actually winds up turning people away from your church yep. as opposed to turning them on to your church there. So yeah, yeah, I couldn't, That that's exactly right. You need to make sure you keep your website up to date. Yeah. And we get it. You know, we know that uh, if you're not a, a, a large church paying someone on staff to, and this is a part of their role, you know, we know volunteers come and go and sometimes someone could be faithful at updating your sermons and your events and then they leave and all of that. But it is worth making sure you stay on top of that and it's worth finding that at least one person that that can champion that and be faithful so i still come across so many church websites that are that are out of date and um you know i'm mm. still seeing some with here we are uh january of 2023 when we're recording this still a lot of christmas events on home pages that i'm seeing so <laughs> it's time to get that off <laughs> so it is take your that lights down and then take your christmas events off uh the home page good so, yeah Good, good. Well, I hope this has been helpful. Again, this is the front door to your church. There's no other yeah. way to put it. This is something that almost everybody's going to see before they walk in the doors for the first time, and they will decide whether they will walk in your doors for the first time or not based on what they see here. Yep. That being said, like it's even bigger than that now. This is the place where a lot of people will encounter Jesus. They'll be watching yeah. you online, and uh, we hear testimonies of people giving their lives to the Lord in an yeah. online setting now. And so I, while I know that's not something is the primary focus for every church, right. this needs to be something that you invest in and put attention to because your website is your front door. So if this has been helpful to you, it would mean a lot to us if you would rate, review, subscribe, do all those things for us. Uh, if you have any other tips or have any questions about how to make your website more effective, let us know in the comments down below. We try to answer every single comment that comes in. So drop us a line on that. We'll be sure to get back to you. And uh, thanks for being a part of the Reach Right family. And we hope to catch you next week. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Reach Right Podcast. We hope this episode will help you reach people the right way. Looking for more resources for your church? Check us out online at reachrightstudios.com. If this episode has been helpful to you, it would mean the world to us if you would rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next week. Y'all ready to get full?